can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. everybody and welcome to testing thursdays with wayne i hope you all had a fantastic week i know i did the weather over here in the mid-atlantic area has been very cooperative of late we've hardly had any rain and when it rains it's at night so yay for us uh today we're going to be a, a little bit different we're not going to talk about testing so much but i actually have a guest with me um, Christy, uh, pronounce your last name is Reister? Reister. 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 Who's the executive director for CMAC. And we're going to talk some CMAC stuff with you all today. <clears throat> so, uh, Christy, why don't you go ahead and, and, and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about CMAC and, and your involvement. Sure. Thanks, Wayne. Um, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, so we are the council for the Model Aquatic Health Code, known as CMAC, and um, I am the executive director. I've been with the organization for about, uh, gosh, like four and a half years now. Um, my, uh, you know, background is in aquatics, working my way up from lifeguard uh, to community services director, overseeing parks, recreation, libraries, and special events. Uh, so it's been um, a wonderful to get back to my roots and to be working in aquatics um, and with an organization that is geared towards helping um, everybody make sure that their guests and the customers are safe and healthy when um, coming to their aquatic uh, venue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that That's great. Um, I remember, <clears throat> and I was telling you this before we started recording, I was around when CMAC first kind of was born <laughs> back in the day, and and it was born because of a need, and mm-hmm. and the need was let's get some consistency between all the states, all the counties, all the jurisdictions that have some kind of of um, a code that tells operators how to operate their pool, and I'm not just talking chemistry here; I'm talking a variety of different things, and. Um, the, the, the need was there to have that consistency. And and that's what CMAX's initial goal was way back in the day. I'm sure it's expanded since since then, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, they, they went about, the, 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 the original group of people went about um, not only contacting a lot of the health departments across the country, uh, but also trying to develop their own, you know, plug in, plug in the hole kind of code where, you know, if, if, if a state that doesn't have um, um, any kind of health code for any kind of recreational water use would be able to take the, 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 the CMAC generated code and find a, pop it in and then fill in the blanks for anything that might be specific. They have a certain range or something. They have a certain, you know, a size measurement, that kind of thing. And, and I, I think it's a wonderful idea because the need is obviously there. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know offhand, and, and I'm putting you on the on, on you know got the spotlight on you. How how many states have adopted so far? 
So um, there are, it's funny that this is something that is so hard for us to keep track of. And we're doing, mm-hmm. uh, we actually had a, an intern helping us, um, you know, reach out because, and we were just at the World uh, Water Park Association okay. Conference mm-hmm. and found out, um, you know, about some other jurisdictions that are in the process of adopting. Um, the state of New Mexico has like fully adopted. Um, and there are a ton of states. Uh, that have um, like, uh, oh gosh, um, like the state of Colorado just uh, uh, recently um, adopted by reference. So um, any of their jurisdictions can include any of the items in the MAC. And that's what we're finding is that a lot of people are either updating their codes with bits, you know, taking pieces from the MAC or, um, you know, or adopting it by reference. Um, We just found out that um, Columbia um, has adopted it. Um, yeah. So it, I mean, it's international. Uh, we have, you know, there's people all over the country, um, using it. And so, um, I don't have a, a total number offhand of how many States have, have adopted it. Um, other than, I mean, New Mexico is the only one that has fully adopted it, but there's, you know, other States that have, mm-hmm. um, included pieces or using it to update their code. I know the state of Arizona is, um, you know, currently, uh, working on updating their, uh, their code and, uh, using, uh, the Mac, um, mm-hmm. to assist with that. Um, so, so you mentioned so. Columbia that that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's or, very neat. We just found that out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so obviously there's a need to translate it into Spanish. Um, so are, are there any other countries looking at it too? I, I just so I, I find this fascinating. So we work, yeah, we work with um, Mexico okay. um, really closely. Um, we've actually been out there to present um, for them and everything. So um, I don't know um, if they have fully adopted it yet, but they definitely use it. And it's definitely um, by reference. I know that they have updated, um, you know, their code uh, with it. So um, yeah, so that's wild. Uh, I know Mexico as well. Yeah. I, I see a new acronym now. It says ICMAC, International. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little, little I'm front, like it was an Apple product. Um, well, that's really neat that it's, that it's being looked at internationally. I, uh, that, that's a mm-hmm. big step. That's a really mm-hmm. big step. Yeah. I, I think that's mm-hmm. great. The, um, the, I think the, the, I think the most difficult would probably be in Europe because you have the, the German DIN, um, um, whatever you want to call it and, and things like that. But no, I, that, that's great. That that's, that's, that's yeah. wonderful. we do. We do have a member that lives in France. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and has looked, uh, you know, has a product that has, they're uh, looking at um, possibly, possibly getting CMAX certified. So I do know that they mm-hmm. are looking at it um, okay. in Europe um, and in, in some European countries. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess if they're looking at it, that means now I haven't looked. I'll be honest with you, I haven't looked at it in a while. Uh, I do keep as up to date as I possibly can. But since over in Europe they're more into the uh, ozone issues and ORP and, and things like that, um, does CMAC addresses both those? That is that correct? Yeah, correct. Okay, mm-hmm. good, good, good. Yeah, because that that's real important over there. I know that mm-hmm. Australia does too to a degree. Uh, as does Canada, uh, but Australia is a whole different world. <laughs> um, a lot of levels, uh, a lot of good levels. Uh, we have three hosts that are based in, um, well, actually two based in Australia, one based in New Zealand. That's part of the Talking Pools podcast family. So 
uh, they they record to uh, present on Mondays. And I know that they've had issues, not great issues, with some of their local uh, health offices over there. I forgot exactly what they call. I think health registries. I think they call them. Um, but yeah, no, if, yeah. Once once CMAX influence has gone internationally, I think that that's fantastic. And mm-hmm. and that kind of leads into my next question: is that obviously this is a hot topic? <laughs> uh, so oh yeah. <laughs> like me is concerned. Is there anything else that 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 CMAC is, is seeing that's becoming a trend of late that's, that's becoming important to know? Well, I, I mean, there there's always something new happening. Um, I, I think some of the, the uh, big things that uh, we have found that are needing guidance that we have uh, recently been working with the CDC on is um, guidance on the artificial lagoons. I don't know if okay. you're familiar with those mm-hmm. venues, yep. but mm-hmm. they're pretty pretty incredible um, as far as magnitude and everything that they're putting in them and their cleaning systems. And so we have put out, um, well, the CDC uh, has put out some guidance um, based on a a committee that uh, we um, put together. So um, there's guidance on artificial swimming lagoons. Mm -hmm. And the big one right now uh, that uh, we've kind of been doing a lot of presentations at conferences on are the big um, surf venues, um, Mm. because there are some really huge, um, you know, millions of gallons, these huge surf venues that are, you know, Mm. we're not talking boogie boarding, you know, you know, they're, they're like uh, professional surfers and people like Mm. surfing um, in these venues. So, um, so we have some guidance that we've um, put out on that. And, you know, of course, we're getting ready um, for vote on the code. The vote on the code conference is coming up in February. Um, it's going to be in Reno um, in conjunction with the AOAP conference. So, um, you know, we have all that we received. I believe it's 203 change requests uh, this wow. year. <laughs> um, and so we'll be vetting um, all of those changes um, at, at the conference. So that'll be um, yeah. and I some hot topics I'm sure will come up. I remember when I was when I was on uh, when I was working with CMAC originally. We just love those change requests. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not in a good way sometimes. Um, <laughs> you, you mentioned the the, the natural um, um, things. Are we talking um, uh, the, the 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 natural pools that are ponds, really, or are we talking something completely different? I'm a little. Confused. You mean the artificial lagoons? The artificial lagoons. Yeah, they seem like the the, the natural pond kind of thing. No, no, these are, I mean, these are um, aquatic venues that Mm -hmm. are, so basically, um, and I know Florida has, um, I I believe they have a couple um, is where they first started popping up. Um, But essentially, they're, they're creating these amazing, like, beachfront type communities. And using these artificial lagoons, and they're so ginormous uh, uh, that they have, they do have swimming areas. So there are bathers um, okay. swimming in them, but they have motorsports in them. They have, you know, I mean, it's like so people are jet skiing, people are, um, you know, boating and and doing, um, you know, all sorts of um, activities mm. on them. Uh, and so they're huge. They're huge. Um, so it was kind of what we need to come up with, um, since people are recreating in them, um, and they are these, you know, aquatic, um, you know, man-made aquatic venues that it was like, okay, 
um, we need to put out some guidance on, on how to, how to manage those. So that's what I'm talking about. Now I will tell you that, um, like the hot springs folks, right. Absolutely. Wonderful. Uh, people, um, have recently reached out to us as well and are interested in doing, um, you know, I know they're putting together an RFP, um, you know, to put something together to kind of look at, um, some guidance, uh, you know, you know, with, uh, with their, with their venues. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's hard since it's like, um, you know, you, a lot of people go to those because of the natural properties, right? right. So they don't necessarily want to put chemicals in them. Um, but, uh, some, you know, it's just, so it's kind of trying to, uh, help them, uh, you know, come up with uh, some guidance is, is something mm-hmm. that we'll be looking to um, in the future, whether or not um, it, you know, fully fits into the map. We're still, you know, working with the CDC to, to figure that out. But um, so, but that is definitely something that we are are looking at. Mm-hmm. So the, when, when, to me, when you say artificial lagoon, the first thing I think of is Disney and um, oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it was called Fort wilderness. Um, had an artificial kind of man-made area <laughs> for swimming, for diving, and then a, a small separation. And then you had the boats and the jet skis that were going out into the big lake, that kind of thing. Um, I can see where that is. I And, and when I talk about natural pools, um, I'm talking about the thing that became kind of sort of almost popular a few years ago where people were just basically digging a hole in the ground and, <laughs> and, and putting – you know, plants and stuff on the, on the bottom and there's your natural pool. And I'm going, uh, I don't know about that. You know, that mm-hmm. things can get into the water kind of deal. Um, what about things like um, uh, cold plunge pools? I know that's, that's a big topic that I've talked about on a couple podcasts myself and a couple of the other people in, in the group. Um, any interest or anything being looked at for them? No, that's, uh, that's not something that, um, you know, that we have currently, uh, looked at, but if it is, um, I mean, if it's a aquatic venue and they're, mm. you know, it, uh, you know, it's definitely something that yeah. would yeah. fall into, uh, the Mac. So, yeah. um, yeah. that's I'm, a good point. What, what I'm thinking is, is it's not so much, you know, like there's a great big pool full of cold water kind of deal. Uh, it's, it's, you know, athletic teams use them. Uh, therapy pools use them and you know that's a that's a specific class of a pool um mm-hmm. so you know you still have to maintain sanitation you still have to and water about you know you've got all the other things that are intrinsically involved with it that you know i, I think it might be something for for y'all to to kind of dive into us oh, are for the bad word choice <laughs> um <laughs> and um because i know that i spent probably a good three hours uh, a few days ago talking about cold plunge pools and how well, people, uh, you know, of them. And, and actually that's a good point. Um, because I actually was in Vegas for a conference last year and we were staying at uh, Caesars and in their, um, hotel, uh, spa, mm-hmm. they, they have one of those, mm-hmm. um, you know, where you can experience like, um, you know, where you, you know, it's like they have the the heated spa, mm-hmm. they have the cold plunge spa. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, that, I was the same way. My wife point. and I went to an all-inclusive resort somewhere in Mexico. I, I have no idea if it was West coast or East coast, but we did a, a couple's 
spa day kind of thing. And one of the things was a cold plunge pool. And I'm yeah. thinking, oh, well, I'm not really going to get my toe into this. And I went in and yeah, it was cold. <laughs> but uh, yeah. there's been a lot of um, uh, research done of late uh, for the benefits of uh, cold plunge pools. And, and of course, you know, uh, Dr. Blakely and, and, and all them, you know, that they, they give a lot of presentations on just simply immersing yourself in water is such a big benefit that uh, I, I know it's becoming a thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that it's kind of like how float tanks became a thing uh, a few years ago, which kind of leads me into my next question. What's going on with float tanks? Anybody kind of settled as to what to do with float tanks now or we we do have guidance in the mac already on float tanks oh good good can you summarize that a little bit did did you know oh wow you're really putting me on the spot sorry (laughs) (laughs) um that would definitely be something i would have to look at i um Mm. don't know off the top of my head Mm -hmm. but um That's okay. Yeah, but, but, we, the, the, but, the we, reason, but we do have guidance in there. Good. The, the The reason I asked is that when they first started coming into um, uh, the limelight, uh, probably a good five or six years ago, uh, the, the two guys who ran it, whose names completely escaped me now, uh, started out in Seattle and they approached um, Taylor, uh, Lamont, a couple of the other larger test kit manufacturers to provide guidance on chemistry because health officials were concerned because, you know, it's a body of water that the public is, is paying money to get into. So, Hey, it's a pool basically. And one of the things that we found out on a chemistry level was that because there's so much magnesium chloride in that water that causes Mm -hmm. you to, to float is that the, the obscenely high level masks out any kind of testing you would do with the exception of one thing. And that was pH pH was Mm -hmm. fine for for some odd reason, but everything else you couldn't get a sanitizer reading an alkalinity reading a hard, you couldn't get anything like that. And then, um, so, so what do you do? So I remember talking with, well, with Doug Sack and I'm, I'm name dropping here way back in the day. And he and I were uh, kind of agreed that probably the best thing to do is test the water that's going into the float tank mm-hmm. to see if it meets mm-hmm. the proper specs, then dump in your magnesium chloride, knowing that it's going to screw up everything. And then <laughs> when, when the customer is done with their float experience, drain the water, rinse it off, flush everything out, fill it back up again. Well, that that's kind of what we thought would be the best way to do it. turns out the best way to do it is not necessarily the most practical way of doing it. And that, uh, not every float tank facility changes their water out every after every bather. Um, the one guy that I remember talking to says he does it every five days, which I know is like other people's bath water kind of thing. But um, at, at least it's being looked at and it's in there, and and it's it's something that that is available for health departments to take a look at and to see if anything that they they have uh, 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 an interaction with can be used with with the um, um, uh, with the CMAC. Um, so that, you know, it, we're we're in a world where we try to meet everybody. I mean, we've got you know Zoom, we've got this, we've got whatnot. But trade shows are still around, 
Um, God, God love me, God love me, God hate him. Um, how about you all? Uh, uh, any shows upcoming that CMAX participating in? So we, um, yeah, we've we've been at a lot of things uh, this year. Um, we were at the Association of Aquatics Professionals uh, this past February. Um, we will be there again um, mm-hmm. in uh, February of uh, 2024 um, in Reno. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just at the World Water Park Association Conference. Okay. Um, Dewey is our technical director is going to be mm-hmm. heading to uh, the WAC, the World Aquatic okay. Health Conference um, next week. Um, so he'll be there. Um, and we were at NEHA at the okay. National Environmental Health Association. Um goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so we're, we're really doing our best to get out there. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I attended, typically we, we try to attend, um, the national recreation and parks association conference. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to go this year. Um, but I did participate at our, at the Arizona parks and recreation mm-hmm. association conference. Um, and I know there are some like local conferences near Dewey that he's also uh, participated mm-hmm. in. So we, we, <laughs> we do our best. Um, I know like Dewey will be presenting at the Ames conference again this year. Right. Um, he attended last year and then um, I attended the year before. So um, yeah, so we're just uh, trying to, trying to be as, as, at as many things as possible, trying to help yeah. um, as many folks as possible. Um, yeah. Try to be as so, available. Yeah. And, and that's, yes, absolutely. you know, you can only do so much, <clears throat> excuse me, with uh, newsletters and emails and, and whatnot, but I've always found that getting out and actually meeting the people, shaking the hands, you know, talking to people face-to-face has always been more effective as far as, as good communication and mm-hmm. is, is concerned. And um, I know, <laughs> I remember one year the National Parks Direct Conference was in Baltimore, <clears throat> and I thought, oh, God, this is perfect. I could drive 20 minutes down the road, and I'll be there. That was that was nice and not have to stay overnight in a hotel or fly mm-hmm. someplace or whatnot. But um, when I was with Taylor, we used to do nine trade shows a year. Um, that, that's a lot. And because trade shows yeah. have such a short um, uh, time uh, frame to get things done preseason, you know, and I remember there were some Februaries that I was never in the office. I was always traveling someplace or on the road or whatnot. So it gets mm-hmm. kind of nuts. It does. It really does. And it gets confusing a little bit. But again, the the, the fact that the Dewey and you and uh, I'm sure other staff are 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 available for um, um, uh, any kind of a discussion on on, on a topic. Uh, they can go to their website and what the website address is is cmahc.org. Okay. And yeah, and, and you are a hundred percent correct. And one of our um one of our, our sole purposes is um is technical consultation. So mm-hmm. uh, you know they're free if you have a question, if you have a concern, if you have a weird mm-hmm. issue, um please reach out to us. Um Great. you can email us um mm-hmm. you know uh, you know at cmac at cmac.org. Mm-hmm. Um and we are, we're happy to get on a phone. Uh, we're happy to have a call, a zoom call, yeah. um, you know, talk through anything. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. And those are free. Um, and if you're in our area and you want us to come on site, um, you know, we, we can do that as well. Um, sure. you know, the only, you know, thing is, is if you're, we're, you're not near any of us and we would have to fly somewhere Yeah, that, wow. that we would have to get covered, but 
but as far as like a consult or a call, I mean, mm. that's, that's what we do. Um, Good. that's, yeah. So those are all, that's all free. So if somebody has a question or a concern or an issue or a weird, um, something weird that's going on and they need some help, please reach out to us. <laughs> I, I, you just maybe maybe remind myself of the, of the oddest technical question I ever got in my entire life. You ready? How, yeah, many, ready. Mill, how many milliliters are there in a 25 milliliter test cell? <laughs> Think about that for a moment. And I this, heard this came from a health official too. No, oh. anyhow, I could write a book. So um, to kind of wrap up everything, how would if, if one was interested in in getting involved with 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 CMAC, what's the easiest way for him or her to do that? The easiest way is to become a member. Okay. So um, you know, become a member. If you're a member, you can um, you know participate um, in voting for vote on the code. You don't have to be a member to submit a change change request or view any of the change requests. But to vote on the changes, you do need to be a member. Mm -hmm. um, membership gives you access to all of our quarterly webinars that we do. Uh, so those become free to members. Um, it gives you, um, you know, access to, uh, you know, uh, any of our, uh, past like recorded, uh, webinars and, um, you know, of course, uh, discounts on, uh, conference registrations, mm -hmm. uh, not only for vote on the code, but like for AOAP or, mm -hmm. you know, if we're doing something else with another partner, they give you, it gets you discounts to that. And it also, um, enables you to participate on a committee. So, you know, we always, um, you know, have like a special committee that comes up if there's a, a hot topic or a special issue. Um, I know like last year, the big the, the big one was with the cyanic acid, um, mm -hmm. you know, so we still always is. have. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is still a hot topic. You're 100 percent correct. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so we, we have special committees that form mm -hmm. um, to do work on those things. Um, obviously, we have our regular, uh, you know, our technical uh, committees, um, you know, for, for vote on the code. Um, so, you know, yeah, we, that, you know, we would love to have people participate, okay. become a member, sign up for our newsletter. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't have to be a, a member to sign up for our mm -hmm. newsletter. Um, you know, but, mm -hmm. you know, obviously we want to get people involved. We, yeah. you know, we put out, um, Dewey has put out some amazing evergreen sheets, um, this past year, uh, past couple, you know, couple years. Um, right. so we have all sorts of resources, um, and things available. So, Sweet. um, becoming a member is definitely the best way to get and involved. And they can do that by, by go, going to the website, cmac.org and following yes. the instructions on how to become a member and fork over a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the, let, let me kind of, let me kind of summarize everything. I, I, I really appreciate your, your time in, in um, spending some time with us talking about CMAC. Uh, we, we really enjoy sharing the spotlight, I guess, with people in the industry. So, you know, if there's ever something that, that you all want to, to get out and get out to people quickly, please contact us. Um, you know Rudy very well, obviously, and, and now you have my contact info. We'd love to have you or whomever else is available come on and, and talk. And, and that's what we like to do. We like to talk. So, um, <laughs> and, and with all that, a gang here talking pools, um, like, like CMAC, you know, we also accept um, questions uh, of a variety of different topics. And, and our little push is that if we select your email and your question to talk about in a podcast, you win a hat. Where's my hat? And you win this little hat. And the hat says, 
I know it's backwards on your screen, but it says "What the flock?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, our email address is talkingpools at gmail.com and it's it's available 24-7. So, you know, three o'clock in the morning, something comes into your brain, just to go ahead and send it over. Christy, thank you so much for your time and, and your knowledge and it's been really, really fun and, and, and a great pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so much. Uh, same to you, Wayne. Appreciate it. Okay. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People, for the Pool People, by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 